Welcome to episode 21 of the Welding Codex. This is a podcast for those who want to learn more about the technical side of welding. We don't do welding as far as showing you how to run an open route 6G with 6010 on Schedule 80 pipe. Not our game. There's a lot better places out there where you could find the, inter- the information. We're gonna, we touch base with welding codes, heat treatment, welding defects, metallurgy, and all the subjects that you might have come across but really didn't have time to get into too deeply out there in the welding world. My name is Gary Pace. I'm a professional engineer in CWI. We also have Peter Kinney, who's a professional engineer in a CWI. We're still grinding our way through AWS D1.1, the 2020 and the 2015 versions. We're in tubular structures, TKY type joints. Um, before we get into it, the views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Peter Kinney and do not reflect the official policy or positions of the American Welding Society or of the AWS D1.1 committees and or subcommittees. They are Peter's opinions and Peter's opinions alone. In this episode, we're going to take off down the rabbit hole that we've been in, Clause 10 of AWS D1.1 Structural Welding Code Steel, Clause 10, Part D. This covers performance qualification. Everything and anything you ever or never wanted to know about qualification of welders to D1.1 to tubular structures and TKY type joints, Pete does a really good job of diving into this. Um, Before we get going, time for the advertisements as usual. If you're on a budget and are looking for an online CWI training course, check out train-eng.com. T-R-A-I-N minus sign E-N-G.com. Part A of the online course is $149. Part B is $129. Train E-N-G also has the CWI course split out. So if you only have a few areas that you'd like to brush up on before the CWI exam, check out one of the buffet-style options. Train-eng.com has an online course that covers modules 6, 8, 9, and 10 of the CWI course. Module 6 is Metal Properties, Destructive Testing. Module 8 is Welding Metallurgy. Module 9 is Weld and Base Metal Discontinuities. And Module 10 is Visual Inspection and NDE Methods. All four of those modules, $75. We also have a CWI, CWE Part A question bonanza that's $40. Go in there and take a whole bunch of quiz questions that will help you brush up on Part A of the CWI exam. If you like what we're doing here and you want to make a donation to help keep the presses rolling, you can go to my website, texasweldingengineering.com. There's a PayPal donation site there. Um, Also check out my YouTube channel. There's a bunch of material posted on that platform that covers all kinds of welding-related issues or materials, codes, different codes. Essential variables explains a lot of different materials. So all you got to do is Google my name, Gary Pace, and then throw in YouTube and welding, and it'll come up. Anyways, thanks for joining us for the Welding Codex. Let's get into episode 21. So now we're we're moving on to Part D, uh, which is performance qualification. Uh, I believe it is Part D also in the 2015, but yep. it it's uh it's 1016 uh in in 2020. 917 in 2015. 
And uh, uh, for the most part, with the portions that we're talking about now are are basically identical between 2015 and 2020. Uh, the figures uh, will, will change and that that's or like the reference number but the generally the other the meats and potatoes of it are staying the same and this is also one that there is commentary on it so if you don't understand something this is where one of those fingers of yours can be back there in the commentaries flipping back and forth and uh and reading that at the same time to help understand what some of the the commentary is uh there's a lot also when you start getting into the uh uh, shape of the weld and whatnot. They, there's some there's some good stuff in there. So for 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 performance qualification for the welders and operators, um, you know we're going to do those folks are going to qualify within table ten twelve, and you can like I said plate will also qualify 24 inches and over. So there are some folks that can get some uh, qualifications out of 10 clause six in table 610. Uh, for table 612, uh, this will be similar to other tables we've looked at in the past. And basically what we have here is we have, uh, this is only for tubulars, but we have groove which is a pipe or a box connection uh with a with a tubular fillet you basically read across from the qualification test you'll figure out the production plate that you're qualified on and then pipe welding qualified tyks or or box tubing that you're that you're qualified on and then the thickness ranges will be on table 10 13 um, mechanical test specimens are laid out um uh, as well and those are per figure 1023 and here it's reaching back to uh clause six again for how we're testing those we have tack welders uh as well and uh, one thing on this that we need to make sure that we note is tack welder qualifications they include all tubular thicknesses greater than an eighth in all diameters but does not include CJP butt welds and TYK connections welded from one side. Uh, tack welds in, in these cases uh, shall be performed by welders fully qualified in the process and the position for which the welding is to be done. Now the thought process on that, or I believe what the thought process is, is if you're tack welding a lot of different stuff and you don't have, a, I mean, a lot of times it's a, uh, a, a junior person weld uh, tack welding you can deal with uh, grinding a tack out especially if you're back gouging i mean it's not a big deal uh, or if you have a backing bar but when you have an open root uh, type situation and you're welding it only from one side and someone goes in and i'll be honest kind of boogers up the uh the bevel prep right at the right at the land at the very edge that can be a hard one to salvage um, you may need to have to uh, butter it up which might entail uh, cutting all the tacks loose grinding it doing a little bit of welding on the base metal grinding that so you you only want people that really know what they're doing uh, to to tack weld on those um, I guess I'm 
I would probably maybe look at some exceptions if you're using bullet tax or something, but that's not really, I think, in the scope of what D11 really looks at. But just so you know, tack welders can't do it when you're not when it's all welded from one side. You got to qualify through the the whole rigmarole on that. Uh, now we're moving on to 1017, which is weld types for welder and welding operator performance qualification. So here it's broken down into three groups, CJP groove welds, 1018, PJP, C1019, and fillets uh, are 1020. And uh, plate welds, they're going to parallel to the tubular center line and tubular long seam do not require tubular qualification and may be qualified using clause six. Now, the reason I say that is everyone well, let's say everyone, but a lot of times if people see a tubular, they say you have to be qualified to the tubular section. And let's say that's normally true, except for this right here. So what I'm what, what this is saying is if you have a pipe and you're welding the long length of it um, and not to another pipe, to something flat, uh, that is uh, not that can be qualified as a plate weld because the whole thing with tubulars is is to circum the the circular portion of it where uh, you're you're changing in two directions at the same time and that's what makes uh, a tubular welding more difficult is not only do you need the weld to progress but you need it to change at at, a, at an angle at the same time uh, as you walk around the circumference but when you're welding on the long seam or you're welding on the long length of the tubular there's no circular part to it. You, I mean, you can just keep the same distance and all you have to do is have forward progression. Uh, I believe in the commentary, or at least they know they had it in the 2010 and I believe it was the 2015, and I'm going to take a guess it's in this code as well, but they have a great picture uh, of showing what is or is not, uh, uh, or what is, what is considered tubular. Uh, on there, and that has been a uh, something I've sometimes shared with inspectors whenever they've uh, gotten on to me about someone that's not qualified to weld in a certain position. Um, unfortunately, I'm not seeing it in uh, in this version of the commentary, so we'll have to find that guy later on and maybe uh, in another podcast or something drop that uh, figure on in there. All right, so then we're on to what are you on? I'm on 919 complete joint penetration groove welds for tubular connections. That's uh, I'm just, uh, almost just the same title, but it's uh, 1018 CJP uh, yeah, groove welds for tubular connections. So here, uh, this is almost except for the referencing, I believe it's all identical between the two two editions. Uh, the first one is CJP groove welds with backing or back gouging. It tells us to use figure 1017B. The, the, then it's the flavor with uh, without backing or back gouging, which is 1017A. And the third one is CJP uh, butt joints or TYK connections with backing in box tubing. Uh, this is telling us to use 1017B in pipe, uh, plate, or box tubing. Four is, 
CJP uh, TYK connections from one side with backing. Uh, and there we're using our figure 1017B again. Uh, option five or section selection of five is CJP TYK connections welded from one side without backing in pipe. And then we're using figure 1020 for six inch and lower and or should be six inch and greater and then figure 1021 for pipe uh, less than four inches in diameter. So one thing to be cautioned here is even though we're now in the welder qualification, we're referencing some of the same figures that we used in our in in our procedure qualifications. So just uh, just to make sure to keep an eye out and make sure that um, you are using the 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 right one and that it is since it is jumping around, uh, we may make the make a wrong selection on on which one to use, like figure 1017. And figure 1018 uh, are, while very, I believe they're they are almost identical, or if they are not identical, but there's two different figures in there. But like so we talked about 1020, and and uh, like I said those are for welder end qualification. So then we come down to six, which is CJP TYK connections welded from one side without backing or back gouging and box tubing. We have a couple options. So we have our figure 1020 that we talked about before, or uh, that's for pipe, or we have box tubing. Okay, you have 1020, figure 1020 in pipe or box tubing, plus figure 1022 in box tubing. Or we have our figure 1020 in box tubing with, uh, with macro etches removed from the locations shown in figure 1022. So here again, now even though we're like normally we've talked about how welder quals are usually a little easier, here we have six different ways to qualify welders depending on what you need them to do for CJP groove welds for tubular connections. So um, like I said you almost need, you need, a, need kind of a roadmap to know who's doing what. And the thing I will caution is if you're doing a lot of these in production, Make sure you know who can do what if you're not testing everyone the same. For PJP groove welds on tubular connections, a CJP groove weld qualifies it for all PJPs. For fillet welds on tubular connections, now it has us go to table 1013 for fillet weld qualification requirements. Um, I'm not sure we've handled uh, that table yet, but it's going to be very similar to our other tables um, that we've done. This uh, so this table has I mean all the the groove weld uh, qualifications diameters thicknesses and then what uh, the test specimens and the dimensions qualified. This is both for grooves uh, and it has the different positions that some of them that you work within. Uh, this is all what 10 uh, 1013 has. Moving on to 1021. Uh, methods of testing acceptance criteria for welder and welder welding operator qualification. That's a that's a mouthful to say. The first part is we have our macro test for our TY connections. These are done from a corner T test uh, test joint on the TYK connections on box tubing 
uh, like how we discussed before in figure 1022, you have to have four of them removed, one from each corner. And then we also need to add one face, excuse me, it's one, fa one face from each corner uh, has to be done smooth for etching. So there's our four macros. If the welder's tested on a 6GR coupon using figure 1021 using box tubing, the four corners can be cut from the corners of the 6GR coupon. Uh, so here's where if you're using that 6GR coupon that we talked about in figure 1021, you can you can save doing the additional test of figure 1022. And that also would be for four macros as well. And the macro acceptance test uh, is very similar to what we talked about before. No cracks, thorough fusion. Um, the profile's got to confirm to uh, to it with none of the variations in uh, 723. Uh, no undercut uh, over uh, 30 seconds. Prosody of 30 seconds. Not, I mean, exceeding a, a quarter inch. Slag is the same as we discussed before. Quarter inch maximum. Greatest sum. And then we have RT procedures and technique. So for, uh, for any tubulars four inches and larger shall be examined for a minimum of one half the weld perimeter selected to include a sample of all positions welded. And here we have, we have an example. Um, so for a test pipe welded in the five, six or six GR position, it has to be radiographed from the top center line to the bottom center line of either side. Welded test samples four inches in diameter or smaller, or let you see, excuse me, less than four inches in diameter shall require 100% RT. So now we've covered all of our welder qualifications, which if you're uh, following along and if you were flipping the books back and forth to the pages, uh, qualifying a welder to TYKs is basically like almost performing the PQR to an extent all over again, or at least portions of it. So it's, as like I said, this is not for the faint at heart or someone that's uh, not that experienced in either the writing up and figuring out of what to do, or, or more so even performing the tests that are required. So this is uh, none of these are easy easy tests to pass, and that restrictor ring really uh, throws a lot of folks for a loop. Okay, that wraps up episode 21, where we covered Part D performance qualification. This covered the qualification of welders, not the qualification of PQRs and WPSs. Um, this was for tubular structures, TK Y type joints. Um, thanks again for listening to the Welding Codex. We appreciate everybody that's downloaded and listened to our episodes this far. If you get a chance, check out my YouTube channel. If you're trying to find it, just Google Gary Pace Welding and YouTube. I have a lot of material on there that explains welding codes, essential variables, welding symbols, and other random welding-related materials that you might need clarification on. Also, check out our sponsor, train-eng.com. Also, if you have an idea for a future episode, email me at gpacex at gmail.com. We're coming to the end of this D11 thing and probably going to branch out into some other directions. Once again, thanks for listening. GP out.